taking you on a journey for the pursuit of PPC. Welcome to PPC Rockstars. Get ready to rumble through the latest PPC news and views from around the blogosphere. Learn from our hosts and the PPC pros that will take you to the promised land of PPC profit. We're cashing in the clicks with the PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. Hello, PPC crowd. It's another episode of PPC Rockstars. And today we have, um, let's see, I always say my favorite Belgian. Let's, let's do something different this time. My favorite uh, scriptwriter. That's, uh, of course, Fre- Frederic Valles. Hi, Fred. Yeah. How are you doing? Hey, I'm good, David. Good to be back. Oh, good to have you back. Hey, you just got back from, um, a, I think, a very uh, fruitful Google Marketing Live event. We're, we're taping this in uh, mid-May 2019. And uh, I'd love to hear what you what you heard and how you would interpret it. Yeah, so lucky for me, this was one of the times when travel just meant going to the city because I live here in the Bay Area and Google yeah. had its uh, Google Marketing Live event. So they do one of these every year now and they invite all the big partners and the big advertisers. And they have this huge expo hall, but they control the whole thing. So they just have product managers and engineers showing off the latest features. And then, of course, there's also the uh, the live stream that probably many of you saw where they announced all of the stuff they're working on now. So um, kind of my take is that there was nothing mind-blowingly revolutionary, mm-hmm. right? But we're kind of remaining on that same track where everything is becoming more automated, more automated bidding, new inventory. Actually, quite interesting, like a lot more image-based ad formats, right? Everything's becoming more visual. Uh, a little bit of talk about the Google Assistant and mixed input and output. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was a good event. Excellent. Well, let's go down the list. Um, what what stood out? The, what was most useful for you? Yeah, I think one of the most useful things that for me and for a lot of people that were watching that are sort of in the same boat of like being PPC practitioners and experts was the new smart bidding options. So, you know, smart bidding, obviously the principle is that bidding becomes automated by Google. Uh, But let's all remember that really what's being automated is the transition from your goal to the CPC bid that Google will still have to use in the auction to, you know, have a fair level playing field for everyone even people who don't use automated bidding. Um, And so Google announced a new option, uh, so maximize conversion value. Uh, I was actually kind of surprising. Like when they said, I was like, is that really new? That sounds like they should have had it for a long time, but actually they don't have it. Um, And they've had maximized conversions and target CPA and target ROAS. So this is applicable to a lot of the same advertisers, but it is interesting in that you can actually now maximize for, you know, the bigger, shopping carts and the, the bigger checkouts right so that one did uh, um, did they say anything about when that one was rolling out uh, that one i don't remember when like everything they were announcing was basically like later this year there okay. were only a handful of things and i think it was the new travel experience that was rolling out the same day of the event uh, uh, but okay. a lot of this stuff is also in beta and actually one thing that was kind of funny david was that they talked again about um, for shopping campaigns, prioritizing new customers and store visits. Mm. And that's exactly the same announcement that they had made last year. And they're still working on it. But then I was talking to some of the product managers and they basically said, 
Um, it was just more complicated than we thought. And at this point, we do have it in beta. So if people want to try it out, contact your account rep. Um, hopefully you have one. But uh, you know, see a lot closer to that actually being available. So let me let me see if I understand correctly. Uh, prioritize new customers. Is that what you said? Yeah, prioritize new customers and prioritize store visits. Um, and oh, this is, okay. And th that's specific to the uh, smart shopping campaigns. Mm -hmm. But the reason I bring it up, David, is actually that it's kind of connected to the whole maximizing conversion value, mm -hmm. um, right? So even if you wanted to do something where you have a higher value assigned to a new customer versus an existing customer. There's really no way to do that today. But if you use conversion value, it kind of gives you a workaround to achieve that. So I could literally say, um, if I sell $100 worth of shoes and it's to an existing customer, maybe I value that at exactly 100 bucks. But if I sell a pair of shoes to a new customer, maybe I count it double, right? Because there's some value in the fact that it's a new customer who may eventually become loyal and who I can market to through my other channels. Mm. Um, Interesting. And then in connection with that, so the other thing that was new was conversion rules. Um, and that's exactly what I just explained. So you can now, based on the audience, the location or the device, you can actually change the conversion value that's being passed. Ah, yeah. okay. Now, is that related to the ability to um, add add a factor that uh, takes seasonality or business adjustments into consideration? Right. <clears throat> then that seasonality one, um, it's related, but so the seasonality is actually another launch that they announced and another big one. And that's why this whole bidding thing was so exciting, right? Because they've given us like five new ways to have tighter control over these automated bid management solutions. And seasonality, uh, very important because I think many advertisers have noticed that Google is okay at figuring out seasonality, but not great. And so if we know exactly when seasonality is gonna kick in, or like we're gonna run a big sale and that's not actually a seasonal thing, it's kind of a one-off we decided to do. Well, now we can tell Google about that. We can tell them, hey, there's gonna be something happening to our conversion rate. So whatever predictions the machine is, is, uh, is predicting, those are gonna be off because there's something, an externality that comes in that's gonna change this. And now we can tell Google about it. And, and it's exciting for two reasons because one of them, you can actually tell Google what to expect, right? We're gonna have more sales because of seasonality, but they're also gonna ignore those dates um, that you have the seasonality bid adjustment in effect from all future predictions. Hmm. So then when you go back to normal, your higher than usual conversion rate is not going to mess with the future predictions of likely conversion rates. Ah, nice. So they, they ignore it as a historical data point. Exactly. Cool. Okay. Uh, you, you mentioned ad formats and, and I was uh, particularly intrigued by discovery ads. Um, can you go into those? Yeah, that's, that might actually be one of the other of the biggest announcements here. It's basically all new inventory, right? So, um, and I was a little confused because they gave it a fancy name. And I was like, wait, what is that the thing? And, and they were like, yeah, that's the thing where if you have an Android phone and you swipe all the way to the left screen, it's basically a feed of things that you've explored, researched, been reading news about. Mm. Um, and that's always been organic, right? So, and, and the reason I was a little confused was again, I, I thought, haven't I seen ads in there before? But it's actually because there's really good native advertising that tends to get picked up in those feeds. 
Uh, but now as a more traditional PPC advertiser, you can actually start to insert ads into people's feeds. And the whole point was, listen, people come to Google because they know they're looking for something. So they're gonna use keywords to express the intent that they have. But oftentimes when we're on Facebook or Instagram, there's discovery. We find things that we didn't know we wanted, right? But mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe I just got into running, so maybe I want to see cool running shoes or running shorts. And so it's a way for users to discover those things that they're not quite formulating through keywords quite yet. Nice. And uh, those can appear almost <laughs> almost everywhere. But yeah. but I I, I want to zero in on one thing, and that's the discover feed or discovery feed. I wasn't clear on whether that was similar to the merchant feed or something completely different. No, so the way that I understand it is that uh, the discovery feed is basically the discover product. So it's the thing on your Android phone, the leftmost screen, and it is a feed of article. Uh, Okay, that kind of feed. Yeah. A feed uh, similar to the Facebook feed. Exactly. So it's not something the advertiser controls, but the advertiser through discovery ads can start to insert their messages into the feed. So think more of the experience you would get on Instagram, the Facebook feed, and a way to place those ads. Hmm. Hey, Frederic, why don't we pause at this point and uh, listen to some important uh, sponsor announcements. And listeners, don't go away. PPC Rockstars. We'll be back after we click through our sponsors. What if you had access to analytics from the most visited sites on the web? Think about real-time sales and signups from Amazon and Netflix, stats and engagement from Slack and HubSpot, all on one patented platform. That's Nacho Analytics. Nacho is perfect for details on your product design and development, instant for influencer info, and fantastic for real-time financial figures. Level the playing field today for your business with Nacho. What are you doing? All this nacho talk got me hungry. Level the playing field today for your business with nachoanalytics.com. Seriously? It passes before it's noticed. A slight rising of the eyebrows, a widening of the eyes. It may be accompanied by an almost imperceptible inhalation. The heart adds a beat like a quiet exclamation point on the experience. Within a tenth of a second, the reaction has passed but not without leaving its mark. Someone found what they're looking for. Does your website deliver impulses to act? It can. Intended Consequences is the podcast for digital marketers who see their job as changing hearts and minds. If you're frustrated, bored, or in a rut, it's time to spread your wings with me, Brian Massey, and my guests. Find out how successful, curious, creative, and data-driven marketers are making a difference on purpose. Visit IntendedPodcast.com or find us where you get your podcasts. Intended Consequences, marketing on purpose. There are over 70 million active podcast listeners in the U.S. WebmasterRadio.fm reaches them all with the largest global distribution of any online business-to-business podcast network. We can target and place your message in front of those active listeners immediately. Now, your message can be delivered with less commitment and investment on over 20 hours of weekly original content hosted by the most respected names in digital marketing. 
thanks to an exclusive private offer available for a very limited number of companies. But you must act fast. Email brasco at wmr.fm and get your message delivered now. The pursuit of PPC continues. Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. And we are back with Fred Valleas talking about uh, the Google Marketing Live 2019 event and the fascinating uh, announcements Google made. Um, let's talk about gallery ads. Uh, that's, to me, the, uh, almost as exciting as discovery ads. Yeah, exactly. So I, I like discovery ads because they're all new inventory. So this is all net new to what we're used to doing. Right. The gallery ad is another fascinating one because it's sort of, um, so, so first of all, to explain what it is, right? So it's an image carousel that the user can swipe through and see several images. Now, it is a format that's only going to show up if you're the absolute top ad on a mobile device. Right, so the inventory is somewhat limited by that specific position. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way Google was talking about this is it's really good if someone's doing a bit of a generic search and you actually want to give them a better experience, right? Say that somebody's looking for vacation ideas with children and you're Disneyland, right? Yeah, you can put up a bunch of site links about the cool new rides that you have and about the new Star Wars experience <clears throat> and all of that. But wouldn't it be nicer if you could just show a couple of images that people can swipe through and, and get that visual. Um, and that's all it is. And, and so then we're all like, why is Google putting more and more images in, in search? And, and they were basically saying, well, listen, the organic results are becoming more visual in certain cases, and the, uh, the ad formats have to keep up with that. Good point. And, and there was another point that one of the executives made on the keynote stage, and, and I like to listen for these little nuggets of like, why are they thinking about these things? Mm-hmm. They called it mixed I.O., um, and IO stands for input output. And they were talking about it in the context of a voice assistant, right? So people are becoming used to doing a voice query, mm-hmm. uh, but nowadays still getting the results on the screen. So you still get a text-based output, even though you had a voice-based input. Um, but it may become more common over time to do a search where you look at an image and then that leads to shopping ads. Mm. Um, or you type in a keyword, but you want to see images of that. Makes right? a lot of sense. Just, Things it doesn't have to stay within the same input output methodology. Makes a lot of sense, especially for um, mobile devices. Exactly, um, and so that that's the other thing, and that maybe that worries advertisers, right? Because that absolute top ad on mobile, because it now has an image carousel on it, is just going to take up way more space. So even being the number two ad on mobile, well, that might basically put you way below the fold and. Uh, um, and remember, you're not eligible to show those images in that case, so you better fight to have that absolute top position. Right. I, I heard, uh, just as an aside, I heard uh, that a lot of SEO practitioners are kind of up in arms up over all these announcements that are pushing yeah. the organic listings further and further down on the, on the screen. Exactly. Yeah, that's the way it's always been, right? Yeah. Constant struggle. Tough. So uh, next thing I'd love to talk about are the uh, new audience marketing options. And this one I didn't quite understand. I hope you did. Yeah, and it was a little bit convoluted, I think, because they have some existing audiences like custom affinity and custom intent, and they're kind of merging all of that together into what they call custom audiences. Um, 
So it sounded to me like it was mostly a simplification of the existing options they have and kind of bringing them together. Okay. And, and, and the way to think about that is, um, you know, you can custom define who might potentially be interested in what you have to sell. And you can define that as people who have an affinity for certain types of content, right? So someone who has an affinity towards sports or cars because they read automotive blogs or they follow sports scores or someone who shows uh, that interest by keyword searches that they've done, right? So you could say um, maybe it's an affinity to cars and they've done searches for uh, like uh, vacations in Southern California and now Disneyland might be, oh, uh, well, we have the cars attraction inside of Disneyland in Southern California. So maybe that's a, that's a good audience. So you can kind of mix all of these types of um, signals together and then Google through its machine learning figures out when and where to show these ads? You know, I'm, I'm, just as an aside, I, I love these uh, custom um, affinity and custom intent formats um, just because I work with a lot of B2B clients and they're either in very competitive fields where search clicks are way too expensive or they're in fields where uh, they, they're, they're introducing a new brand, uh, product category, product or solution category for which there are no searches and uh, having to depend uh, more and more on display advertising to do demand generation. Yeah, and that's one thing, um, I think I saw that somewhere, but there is like a B2B classification that's coming out and that'll really help with these scenarios as well. So you can define your audience as actually being a B2B customer. Wow. Yeah. Um, and then Microsoft actually does quite a good job with this as well, right? So we're not really talking about Microsoft, but Microsoft ads and their integration with the LinkedIn product and yeah. using those audiences. That's obviously a really, a really powerful way to go after your target audience. Wow, a B2B designation, that would make a lot of people happy. Oh yeah. Melissa Mackey, she's happy about that, I'm sure. <laughs> I bet. Uh, let's see, I have in my notes here, um, like Google announced, the ability to buy directly from within shopping ads? Yeah, so shopping ads, one of the fastest growing portions of Google advertising. Um, so it just makes sense that they're exposing that in more places. So um, if you see an image and that image has like a dress and a pair of shoes in it, uh, that stuff becomes clickable and then it shows you dresses similar to it or that exact dress. And then you can just buy it from right there. Don't even have to go to the merchant page anymore. So there's a deeper integration. Um, well, what used to be Google Express now becoming like Google, is, is it called Google Shopping now? Uh, but Google's really good at renaming things, right? And keeping us <laughs> on our toes as far as what it's called. But basically, so um, Google Express used to be about local deliveries. Now it's really this um, marketplace. Anyone can put their products up there and use the Google checkout system to buy things, have a guarantee from Google. Um, and then they're integrating this into YouTube, into image search. Uh, further putting it into search results. And then as far as shopping, they're also now making it possible for the, the brand to subsidize the retailers of that brand mm. so that they can boost their own results uh, versus some of the competitors. The manufacturer center, is that right? Exactly. Gotcha. Well, let's see. Um, so did, did you have the... the uh, feeling that Google is trying to go head-to-head -head against Amazon? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you look at how much ad spending is on Amazon, what is it estimated to be five or so billion a year now? 
Um, obviously, that's money that Google would like. But then I also read that Google Discovery is estimated to come in at about seven and a half billion hmm. in year one. So, so Google Google's not going to be hurting, right? Like they still have a lot of users and they still have all of that intent. But when it comes to shopping, I mean, the fact that so many people start on Amazon and look to Amazon first, um, that's certainly painful for Google. So they, they want to compete as well as they can with that. Right. And ultimately, it's just they're, they're acknowledging they have to give the users the best experiences. Um, and we saw that in the announcement of the new travel experience, where it's more like a travel planning product. Yep. That's if you if you sell hotel rooms or flights, yeah, you're going to just have more places and more touch points, knowing more about who the audience is to really connect with someone who's uh, ready to buy your product. Um, so that was the better travel one and then also the better shopping experiences they're creating mm. and I, I also in my notes google will expand use of showcase shopping ads did you yes. hear that um yeah they did say more showcase shopping ads um and so some of the feedback we've heard from advertisers is that sometimes uh that inventory has been limited to certain queries and so it sounds like they might make more queries available uh, to this okay nice um yeah Hey, Frederick, let's, let's pause again for some uh, sponsor messages. And listeners, uh, we've got more for you. PPC Rockstars. We'll be back after we click through our sponsors. All right, guys. I want you to come up with an ad for a patented platform that lets you see any company's analytics accounts. I'm talking Amazon, Tesla, Netflix, etc. You know, see their sales and stats in real time. It's called Nacho Analytics. Tim? Nacho, regular analytics company. Charlotte? You can tap into analytics of major companies that don't want you to know how they're performing. Right. And you can also check the traffic and engagement for any influencer on any platform across all platforms. Tim? Okay. Let us help you grow your business. Bailey? So it helps you jump ahead in the concept and development stages so you can build your product better and ahead of schedule. Absolutely. Nacho Analytics lets you see anyone's analytics in real time. Tim? You'll be wondering, where has this company been my whole life? Tim! Sorry. Sales, subscribers, and stats all in one place, and the data is totally anonymous. Holy guacamole, that's good stuff. Ah, now you have me making puns. Let Nacho Analytics level the playing field. What will you do when you can lift the curtain on the internet? NachoAnalytics.com Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. 
the pursuit of PPC continues. Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. And we're back with Fred Valles and uh, wrapping up our talk about Google Marketing Live 2019. Uh, let's see. Let's quickly uh, cover Bumper Machine. What a great name. Yeah, I love that name. And I was talking to one of the product managers on that, and I congratulated her for finally having a name that's not that doesn't really say what it does. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that was like the... Uh, one of the early names we gave it and it just sort of stuck and we were lucky to get to keep it nice so but, uh, yeah what is bumper machine right so bumper machine is uh, on youtube they're going to be able to take some of your longer videos and automatically using machine learning figure out little six second videos that you can run as ads yeah and, and they'll, they'll even take uh, a 30 second video and split it up into um i don't know how many let's just say several different six second videos and then let you uh, edit them, uh, do do some fundamental editing and some even audio editing. Yeah, Very exactly. Cool. But, but the beauty here and so creative. So this was uh, Nikki Redke from YouTube who was up on stage and she was saying like, listen, creative is still one of the most difficult things for advertisers Absolutely. to do. It's just time consuming. Yeah. And then especially, so Nikki works on YouTube. So especially video that like takes serious effort. So the fact that you can just tell them, here's a bunch of my 30 to 90 second videos let the machine learning system go and figure out where there's a break, where the scene changes, where the lighting changes, and, and maybe these could be really good six-second bumper ads. Um, and then give you a little bit of control on the back end to tweak it, like you said, and then quickly launch those as, uh, as pre-roll ads. Um, and she shows some great examples, like six seconds doesn't sound like a lot, but you can actually do a lot of branding in that time, right? Right. Hey, let's close out by talking about the local campaign announcement that uh, Google made? Yeah, so local campaigns uh, announced last year, they're now available for everyone. So this is a way to uh, really put your local business on the map, literally put it on the map, but like a, a branded pin, for example, and just be able to advertise as people look for a local business on search, but also ask for driving directions to a local business. Um, and as they're just exploring the map product. So it just sounded to me like a deeper integration um, and making more ad inventory available. And my wife was saying how she loves how nowadays when you ask for driving directions on Google, instead of it saying, make a right turn in 200 yards, it might be smart enough and it might say, make a right turn in 200 yards right after the Dunkin' Donuts. Right. Right. Notice that, yep. Um, and it's actually useful for users too, right? I mean, 200 yards, I'm not counting the yards, but I see the Dunkin' Donuts. Okay, now I know where to turn. Sure. And Dunkin' gets some branding out of it. So like all of that makes a lot of sense. Absolutely. So th this could um, really open up uh, local local search um, and improve foot traffic to the bricks and brick and mortar stores. Exactly. And another like key little nugget here that one of the executives said um, was that as the screens that people interact with get smaller, the expectation of better relevance goes up. Um, and so I, I think we saw that in all of the new experiences that Google is designing and still thinking about users first and, you know, connecting the world with uh, all, all the information and making the information universally accessible and useful. So like Google staying on that same mission, but also kind of figuring out how ads are information too and how they fit into those better consumer experiences. Yes. Now, 
two things I want to make sure we don't neglect. One is for you to describe Optimizer to the audience. Right. So Optimizer is a PPC software suite, uh, SaaS, so it's online. And we work with a lot of PPC experts, agencies, in-house teams, and we give them the tools to make their lives more efficient, save them a ton of time as they're trying to implement best practice uh, PPC management structures. So reporting scripts, optimizations, data insights, kind of like all the cool stuff we have to do on a day-to-day basis to make our PPC clients and PPC bosses happy. Wow. That's like the elevator pitch. Beautiful. Yeah. And, uh, I'll even spell, right it, spell it for the audience. It's O-P-T-Y-M-Z-R. No, no. So O-P-T-M-Z-M-A-R-Y-Z-R.com. Did I do it wrong? Yeah, you forgot the end. Um, but uh, but even we have a lot of the typos, so people will still come to us. There you go. And um, we will have you on soon because you have written a book. What's the book about? Yeah, so the book is about what do we do now that Google keeps on announcing more and more automations? Um, how do we evolve the PPC role so that we still have a job and so that we're still useful to our clients, our bosses, um, so we still make a living five years from now? So uh, it's on Amazon, the book today. So it's called Digital Marketing in an AI World, Future-Proofing Your PPC Agency. Um, and I, I think it's also very relevant to the whole Google Marketing Live event where some of the executives got up on stage and they were like, you know, it's not a matter of if automation will disrupt your business. It's a question of when that will happen. So uh, better be ready for it. I've been writing on the topic for a while on search engine land. And so I figure let me expand on some of these thoughts and put them in a book and uh, package it up. And it's a Kindle or a printed copy as well. Truly. Hey, um, I'm looking forward to discussing that with you. I'm about halfway through, but uh, I'll be finished when we talk about it on the next show. Great. I look forward to it as well. Me too. And thanks for coming on today. And thank you, listeners, for sticking with us. Come back for that show and all the episodes of PPC Rockstars. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.